Oh, here we go. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. What's up, Buck fans? Welcome back to another live stream Monday by Real Bucks Talk. Mark Ramirez here, Michael Pless joined as always. And this is different. This isn't a uh, victory Monday. This isn't a, oh, let's go over what went wrong. This is a pregame Monday. Something special, something different. Let's talk about it. Bucks versus Giants Monday night. Guys, let us know how you feel in the chat down below. But Pless, tell me, what do you see? Where should we attack? Yes, sir. I'm I'm excited. This is uh like you said, something different. Again, it's Monday night football. We don't get a lot of these, you know, in the past. So uh it's it's nice to be on Monday night football yet again. Uh obviously, you know, Tom Brady, Gronkowski, they bring the uh the extra publicity, which is nice. So yeah, I'm looking forward to this game. I, I, I think everyone's looking at it as a game that the Buccaneers should win. I, I feel the same. Again, if the Bucks play just smart football, I think they have a really good chance of taking care of business and winning by two scores. Uh, I just feel like the Giants don't match up, uh, you know, personnel-wise with our guys, and we should be able to to take advantage of the mismatches that are across the board on both sides of the football. And, uh, you know, like we said in, the, in our preview that we put up on our channel, you know, there's just matchups that I think favor us. You know, Giants are down uh, without a lot of players on both sides of the football. You know, they just lost their number two corner on a, on an injury in practice just recently. So they're down another defensive back. They don't have Saquon Barkley on offense. So it's, it's an uphill climb. Uh, their offensive line is kind of up and down. So there should be, you know, advantages there to attack, but yeah, I'm just really excited, uh, ready for this game. Uh, I think you are as well. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's a Bucks game nonetheless. I mean, we all have our drink of choice. I don't know right. who, <laughs> who doesn't right now. It's, it's hype. Hype game central. It's Monday night, like you just said, based on all these big names that we have. Again, we have Antonio Brown. We'll talk about him later. But the game at hand right now, mm-hmm. let's face it. There, we should overmatch them. I mean, it's if you saw our film study of the Giants from a couple days ago. I mean, they're just beating themselves. This is stuff we did all last year. We're too all too familiar with. This is stuff where we got to be able to take advantage of early and often and have them continue to beat themselves and not let off the, the gas pedal once we get up. So I think everyone thinks that the Bucks are going to win this game. I think Buck fans, Giant fans even think this. I mean, they're one in six. What is it? We just looked it up before the if they're negative 55 point differential. So, I mean, yeah. they're not the Jets bad, but they're they're not doing too damn good either. <laughs> but either, overall, I think the Jets should or the Jets. Our, di- our, <laughs> our defense should be able to slow down them to a point where they can't do anything, and it's just the offense running their guns, right? I mean, let's see what we can do. Chris Godwin's not here, but it doesn't matter. We still are loaded all across the field. So I think we mentioned it, hitting the underneath routes. Let's get Scotty Miller dragging. Let's get Tyler Johnson dragging. Like, don't attack deep immediately. Try and find Gronk with overs. Hit your running back, short, easy passes. Then once they suck in, I feel like we say this every damn week, then hit it over the top. But still, it's a lot of it. So let's see what Leftwich can do. Can he join a master type of, oh, leaning off. <laughs> can he can he set it up where he can actually game plan properly? That's that's what I 
just despise with Life Witch. That's the only issue I have. But other than that, let me stop talking. What do you think? Uh, you make great points there. I think I think all Bucks fans can agree. Uh, and and also, you know, this is a great opportunity to go six and two. You know, I think I texted you you this earlier. Like this would be the third time in franchise history that this team has gone six and two. It'd be the mm-hmm. first time since uh, the Super Bowl team in two thousand and two. So. Uh, this is a big milestone for for this team to you know take this step, be six and two after eight games. You go three and one in both quarters. If you know if you split up the season in quarters, you know you like to go three and one in each of them. You end up twelve and four if you do that. So yeah, I mean this is a game where you just want to keep that train rolling. Again, the last two games have been awesome. You know we blew out two really good teams, the Packers and the Raiders. And if you don't win this game tonight, then none of those games matter. So it's about continuing to stack wins and, and obviously staying in control of your division. As we saw the Saints yesterday, they won. You know, they're 5-2 and two as well. So this is a big game for this team to continue that momentum and continue to build on what they put in on the film, you know, last couple of weeks. So very important that they stay focused and play smart, and I think they will uh, definitely. Yeah, like you just – Talked about it. I mean, the Saints just keep doing what they do. They win consistently. Yeah, they beat the Bears barely in overtime. But still, like, the Bears we lost to. Yes, a lot of people are saying they're the worst 5-2 and two team, blah, blah, blah. But the thing is, they beat us. So a lot of it was Tom Brady still learning the offense, the defense giving up little chunks here and there, that damn fumble that should have could have been an incomplete pass. A lot of woulda, coulda, shoulda's, but we lost the damn game, 5-2. and two. Still... Really good things looking for the Bucks. Still could be in control of our own destiny, especially next week too. But the game at hand is at first, which is beat the Giants right in front of you. Do not overlook them like you did last year. Look at that. We are, we're talking negative 52 in point differential. Look at the Bucks sitting here with a positive 80. That is disgusting. I don't know when the hell the last time that was. But, I mean, overall, if you look at the NFC, yes, yeah, Seattle sitting at the top, sitting pretty. Well, I'm looking just at this right here, that matchup right here. So mm-hmm. it's cool to look ahead, but look right now, I still want to dominate this game. And I hope to God they do. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, you just look at that that picture there in the NFC. And, and that's another why, another reason why this game is, is very important. You win tonight, you go to the second seed in the playoff standings, you know, right there behind uh, Seattle. So very important it's just setting yourself up for you know obviously a big matchup next week but again we have to stay focused we have to you know take care of business tonight um because the giants are still gonna you know play football they still have something to play for um which is hard to believe because they are one in six but they still have division uh opportunity there with you know that nfc east being as bad it is as bad as it is right That's now terrible. So, yeah so <laughs> You know, your division leaders three and four and one. Um, yeah, there's still opportunity and hope for the Giants. Uh, so they're going to play as hard as they can. Um, and we have to make sure that we match that effort, um, especially tonight, and just, you know, play a smart, clean game. And I think we'll be okay. Absolutely. I mean, any way you look at it, the Giants, injury riddled, they, they don't have the best of pass rushers that would affect us like the Bears did. Right. We should be able to impose our will against them. Yes, they got a big, stout defensive line. It's not centered around pass rushers that force things. It's more, let me try and hold you up. And then the linebackers that just miss gaps, which I hope we kind of showed that in the film. Mm-hmm. 
If you do that, Rojo's going to gut you. If you if you allow Rojo to gut you, Tom Brady's going to annihilate you. So, I mean, I, we didn't do that against the Raiders. This is a game we could do. We should have. No, uh, I'm not going to say we should have been mean, but. <laughs> I mean, every team has things that they're good at. Their off their offense has plenty of weapons. It's does Daniel Jones have time to throw the ball? Will they have time to throw the ball with damn uh, JVP, Levante David, Devin White, Shaq Barrett all coming down? And then oh, guess what? Antoine Winfield's gonna come from the safety box and just sack my ass too. So I mean, they're they're loaded. Us, we're loaded all across the board. So it should be good things for Tampa Bay. I mean, unless like a lot of people are saying, we let up. Uh, beef tongue saying penalties it's just stuff like that where bucks beating bucks we've been saying it for a while i just despise when we do it and, it, and it's you can see it during the game too it's like oh they're third and 36 okay uh, i guess this is winning football that crap is what pisses me off right let me see uh some other things in here i'm sorry i can't pronounce this name but you're bringing some good points it's nishant sevak i think it is the refs lost us that game, that Bears game, but it's football and that stuff happens. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah but there were plenty of times we could have either driven the ball, iced the, the clock. Mm. We still could have come back and gotten a field goal to win the game. Right. That's three opportunities right there. We just didn't do shit. So <laughs> that's play calling, that's execution, and that's it's a game of inches. I mean, if Gronk catches that ball, you know, we probably get in field goal range. Um, so there's just little things there that... Or if they realize it, Gronk's on the team earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, those are good points. Um, yeah, that's definitely something that we have to stay away from tonight, you know, beating ourselves. Uh, it's going to be a cold weather game. I believe it's going to be like 38 degrees at kickoff. So that's like a first in since, I think, 2011. It was like under 40 degrees that the Bucks played in. That was in Green Bay. So... That will be different. You know, hopefully we adjust well to that and that doesn't affect us. I think we should be fine there. Um, there's going to be like no rain or snow or anything. So that's good news. Um, no wind too. So that's a positive. Usually it's windy in, in a giant stadium. So that'll be a thing to look for. Hopefully our, you know, kickers are on point. Uh, but yeah, this game, again, it's um, looking at the matchups, just looking at personnel formations, I think is something where, you know, we need to, yes, definitely like, subscribe, and comment, but also <laughs> we, need, we need to definitely uh, run out of, you know, pass formations if we are going to run the football. I know Anthony Alclair is back for this game, which should help. Um, he's a good blocking tight end that can help with Gronkowski. I know they use Joe Haig as well, which I like, but definitely, you know, run the ball out of spread formation, get this Giants, you know, team to spread out and, and be out of position and be uncomfortable. And then also, you know, pass out of run formations, you know, use those three tight end sets, pass to Tanner Hudson, pass to Gronkowski, you know, stuff like that where you can get them off balance. I think it's definitely going to be important. Uh, then defensively, I would just blitz the hell out of them, for, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Just blitz just blitz the A-gap, you know, use those zone blitzes that they like to use and, you know, try to confuse Daniel Jones into something that he's not going to like. Uh, and he's already, you know, throwing a lot of interceptions this year, fumbling the football too. So make sure you do that. Keep him in the pocket because that's really when he's dangerous is when he gets outside the pocket. He can do that running stuff that he likes to do. Uh, he's a leading rusher. So <laughs> that's something that you definitely have to contain. Well, something also that's really cool. JVP wasn't part of that game last year. 
Right. Devin White wasn't part of that game last year. Antoine Winfield wasn't part of that game. I believe yeah. SMB wasn't there either. Uh, I'm pretty sure I saw that somewhere. But either way, that's a lot of players that weren't there. They're huge key contributors to our team, especially Devin White. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if that Jamel, wide open... Jamel Dean wasn't on the Jamel, field either. Jamel so. Dean, yeah, he wasn't on the field yeah. either. So, yeah. I mean, that is a lot of players that are huge pitiful pivotal pieces of our defense they're huge key players that stop a lot i mean mm-hmm. you think when that seat opened up Devin white wouldn't have gotten there in time that dude's a uh, freaking missile he, he, he's all over the damn field it doesn't yeah. matter if he was even distracted he probably would have gotten back and stopped him short <laughs> but just that even jpp in his uh press conferences were saying oh i knew he was going to run it down the middle i, I knew that mm-hmm. having a voice like jpp on the field saying oh i know this the setup be aware of that. Another a calming voice that has done it before. It, this is integral stuff that we didn't have on the field. They were still learning on defense. This shit won't happen again. I, I got to say it that way because I think this defense is going to come out upset, pissed. Oh yeah, and yeah, like, they definitely should. embarrassed from last year. They definitely should play with a fire. I mean, they should have just the rig- played the whole second half. Low lights from last year. They're like, okay, guys, <laughs> what you gonna do about this? Yeah. What you gonna do? I'm sure they have. I'm sure they did it. I'm sure Todd Bowles is definitely, he remembers that game. So um, it's pretty much the same personnel that they, you know, the Giants had, you know, last year. So it's pretty much the same group of guys um, on offense. So, yeah, I I think they're definitely going to be motivated uh, to definitely get after the quarterback and and hit him, hit him hard and hit him good. (laughs) Um, Hit him him hard. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, they don't, they don't have a running back. they just, I mean, there's not much to be concerned with as far as the running game. I, I think the Bucks will definitely take a, you know, they'll do fine there. And then, yeah, it's just really tee off on Daniel Jones. I think that's what you got to do and, you know, keep it in front of you. Don't let them, they're not really, they're going to try to attack downfield, but I don't think they'll be successful. Uh, they know they have to take shots. So I think you got to play that into your hands and, you know, make sure you take advantage of their aggressiveness and that should be turnovers that should yeah. come about it, you know. Yeah, but I agree with that. I mean, mm-hmm. Daniel Jones, he, he doesn't have a rocket of an arm, but he's accurate. So yes. the thing is, though, if you pressure him, hell, have him try and go outside and then have JPP or Jack chase him around. So mm-hmm. and then Devin, I already made my point about Devin White, but a whole lot of good questions here in the chat. Okay. Uh, let's get to this. Uh, Beef Tongue said, who gets the first turnover tonight? Oh, first turnover? Oh, first, man. what team? And then... Who's it gonna be? Uh, I will say the Bucks will get the turnover, and I'm gonna say Sean Murphy Bunting. I know a lot of crap has been talked about. People him. hate him. Don't say. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna make a good play and and get a turnover. I'm gonna say Bucks, and I'm gonna say Antoine Woodfield. All right, back to back weeks. Back I like to it. Back. It's hey, he, this dude's insane. He's, oh yeah, he's getting better and better each week, yeah. especially on tape. It, it's showing. Like he's always in the right spot. Uh, let's see. Nishant Savak says Mike Evans might have issues. James Bradbury has been amazing this year. I I don't I highly doubt that. I mean, Mike Evans, if his ankle's healthy, he's he's shown before he can school James Bradbury. James Bradbury is good. Don't get me wrong. Hmm. But I mean, I don't know if you're a Giants fan or not. Mike Evans has gone against Bradbury before. He's had big big games. He is a good corner, don't get me wrong, but Mike Evans is all-world all, all world wide receiver, so 
if healthy, he gets schooled. Do you think? Disagree? Agree? What do you think? Yeah, I, I think, you know, Mike being off the injury report, I think is a great sign. I think he's going to probably play his best uh, that you've seen in a while. I mean, he's still playing at a high level the last couple of weeks, even though he hasn't been targeted. But I think they're going to make an effort to get Mike the football tonight. And I think he'll have a big game. I think he'll have a, a good game, a good solid game by Mike Evans. And I think he'll make some plays. I, I know James Bradbury has been their best Giants corner on the team. He's probably their best defender. Uh, but I think they're going to find ways to get Mike Evans the football uh, in this game tonight. And it should be it should be good. Good for Mike. Absolutely. So I guess <laughs> Raymond's over here saying, I swear some of y'all only watch the ESPN highlights and don't actually watch the game. I don't know what he was <laughs> talking about out there. <laughs> but uh, uh, I think there's some of the other things we're going ahead. But uh, there were some more things about Beef Tongue asked, should we sign Clay Matthews? I guess just for another edge rusher. What do you think on that one? Yeah, we have a long time until 8.15. So, yeah, any questions you guys got, mm-hmm. bring it. We'll talk the current game. We'll talk the outlook of the whole NFL, NFC South, NFC, whatever you want. And then, yeah, I know there was rumors of the trade rumors and stuff. We'll get to that, but address that really quick. Yeah, Clay Matthews would, would definitely be nice. I think it would be good depth. It would be kind of similar be kind of similar to the Antonio Brown move, I guess you could say. Um, just the the depth that Clay could provide and, and be that extra edge rusher. But uh, I don't know if that's in the cards. I know they really like Anthony Nelson. I know he's been showing improvement weekly. Uh, I feel like he's getting closer and closer to making more impact plays. Uh, and then, you know, JPP and Shaq Barrett never really get off the field that much too. So they play a lot of snaps. Um, and I know, I know uh, what's the other guy? Cam Gill. I know he got on the field a little bit. They like his potential. They got Quentin Bell back on the yeah. practice squad, which is nice. Uh, so, yeah, right now I don't really see it in the cards. Um, if one of those guys were to get maybe injured, I, I could see maybe a possibility. But right now uh, I would say no. Yeah, so we say that, but then again, we didn't think we'd get Gronk. We didn't think we'd get Hornet. We didn't think we'd gonna, we're going to get – uh, our latest Antonio Brown because Tyler Johnson because of our loaded tight end room. So you don't really know with this damn team. You just don't That's know. True. We That's draft two running backs. Yeah. Right. So it's like you don't know. I mean, it if is it Tom Brady whispering? Is it Jason Light saying no? Hell no. I'm going. I'm going to get what I want. And I got free free reign. Everyone's liking what I'm doing. I'm going to keep doing it. Like he's got that damn note in his back pocket. Oh, trade no matter what. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know what the hell he's doing, but it's it's working. The team's the the core of the team is so strong, I think whoever just adds to it, it's just gonna get that better. That much better. But should, do I think we should? No. I, I, <laughs> I think what we have is already tremendous enough. Let them just grow and dominate together. <laughs> Would it be wrong? No, not at all either. I mean he could probably yeah. sign him for Damn near nothing. And yeah. I know they'd say they like Cam Gill and Quentin Bill is supposedly insane athleticism and speed, former wide receiver, but this is a guy that's done it before, Clay Matthews. Which leads us to our next question. This is a I believe I forgot the name. Actually, let me go over to the question first. So this is over on our YouTube page. Guys, I know you you follow us here. If we ever put out a post, go ahead and comment down below. We'll get to these questions first kind of thing, just to address it. Kwan Ali said, first here, 
Joe Bucks, I'm calling it out. Defense gets five sacks, two interceptions, two forced fumbles, and a touchdown. My dude's calling it out. <laughs> but then he said this big point. He said, I think they need to get close to a trade for Gilmore, give away a fourth for a fifth rounder and a player. So that will be discussed. He's saying how Gilmore is going to be a big compliment to our secondary. So my, my thing is, I think he's getting this fourth and fifth rounder based off of what Desmond King got traded for. A sixth round damn pick. We were talking about it prior to the, the show. It's like, holy shit, that was it? How? <laughs> this dude's good. <laughs> so, I mean, give your opinion on Stephon Gilmore. What do you think? Do you think it's even possible? And then I'll bring up his contract. Tremendous player. I mean, he's the best player on the Patriots by far. Uh, he's probably their best defender. Cam I mean, Newton. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, Gilmore's really good. Uh, he's a defensive player of the year last year, so... I mean, the guy knows what he's doing. I mean, he's a shutdown corner. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it'd be awesome to have him, no doubt. I mean, that'd be great addition, but it, it's going to be very hard to do so. I mean, salary cap, uh, you know, ramifications there, and then you have, uh, you know, what you're going to give up as far as, you know, compensation. So, you know, fourth or fifth, I don't know if that would get it done. Uh, you probably have to go higher probably like second or third round pick i think would be suffice but uh yeah it would just take a lot it would take a lot for it to work just because of his cap numbers and you know patriots would have to take some money on for you know to help us out yeah you see the cap hit there 25 million um again i don't know what his pro rate is right now because we're eight games in so Base it could be 13 a lot. either way okay okay yeah so we don't have could, enough to get 13 on there, let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, we would probably have to trade like Cam Brate and then like maybe do some salary cap, you know, deals with other players. I don't know. It would be a lot It would be a lot to do for, for the Bucks right now. It, it, yeah, you see it right there. It doesn't sound feasible. It, it would be tough just because of his cap numbers um, like we showed there. And so awesome idea, but I just don't think it's possible right now. No, I agree. I mean, yes. It almost seems like you said this before, like this is a Madden team. Like we're just throwing together star after star after star. It almost seems like that. It's like, it's too easy right now. It's almost like LeBron in Miami. We're not one, not two, not three. Like it almost seems like that. And it's crazy to think that this, these this many damn good players are coming to one team and it's Tampa of all teams. But I mean, either way you got to, Think about it. Based on us always saying, no, it's not going to happen, not going to happen. It's happened every damn time. So you never know. I Based on that contract, I'm going to say a hard no. But I, <laughs> we don't know. Hard, hard pass, hard pass. Hard, hard pass for me, especially because we are loaded in that. I want those young guys to learn and grow. I don't think we need Stephen Gilmore. Jamel Dean and Carlton Davis are monsters on the outside. SMB. I know some of y'all dislike them. I don't know why. Let them actually stick to one position. They're at, like even Bruce Arians came out and said we're asking him to do too much. Or no, it wasn't Bruce Arians. It was uh, Todd Bowles. Bowles saying we're telling him to go back. We're telling him to go out. We're telling him to go stay in blitz. He's being asked to do way more than any other cornerback on this team. So give this dude some some credit. Actually, this is a second year player trying to do everything that. Probably a fifth or sixth year pro is trying to learn. Antoine mm -hmm. Winfield's playing really far back, and he has a, an amazing pressure 
to help him out. SMB's working on the line, and then he has to fly back 20 yards to cover a deep safety spot. So uh, from what I've seen on tape, he does a lot of good. Just because he's not knocking the ball out doesn't mean he's not around and preventing the ball from being thrown to the guy he's covering. So I, I think he's doing well. What's your yeah, I agree. On that? I completely agree with that. That's the same thing I see on tape, and yeah, like he he's he's just doing a lot. Like you you got to give him you got to give him a break there. I think he's he's doing his assignments, and you know, and a lot of times the ball's not going his way, like you said. So he yeah. he's doing his job just fine. Yeah, well, some people in the chat. Corey Williams, new face to the chat. I like that. He says, "Don't need Gilmore. Already have a great corners. Could just use depth." I fully agree. Good, good point. Uh, Beef Tongue said, "Can we trade Gilmore for Antonio Brown?" <laughs> 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 uh, I don't think they're gonna do that. Uh, okay. Ronnie Wilcox, Edwards, really coming out strong as well. Yeah. And then Raymond. Raymond's our cap guy. Guys in the chats, you see Raymond's name. He's smart. <laughs> Listen to what Raymond's saying. Uh, he says, not good. Only 4.8 million in salary cap right now. He's really good with the number crunching. Like, I wish he was my accountant. <laughs> <laughs> He's good. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, 4.8 million. Then Stefan Gilmore has a 13 million base salary cap hit. And what? I think Cambrai has 7 million. Still, to 7. Okay, maybe that just be work, hard. But I wouldn't do it. I it would be it. hard. Yeah, it would just be hard to confuse. Oh, plus, you're starting to stutter. Your damn connection. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you're back. You're back. Spectrum's trash. <laughs> I'm All right, sorry. But... Am I back? I'm back now? Yeah, you're I back now. Crash. I wish I could upgrade it, but <laughs> I'm stuck. I'm stuck in, a, stuck in Spectrum land, unfortunately. Damn, it's almost like your cell phone or uh, <laughs> tethering would be better. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. well, let's keep <laughs> on it. So there's another big... Well, that's, that's Sprint, so... Oh. They should... They shit the bed too. <laughs> <laughs> but another big trade, 49ers trade, linebacker Quan Alexander to Saints. We all know Quan Alexander. He's coming back to the Saints for linebacker Kiko Alonso. What are your initial thoughts? There's a lot of opinions in the in the chat about it. What do you think? I think it's great. I think it's great for, <laughs> I think it's great for Bucks fans, to be honest. I mean, uh, just really looking at the film, you know, for Quan. I mean, he's he struggled obviously with injuries. Um, and same thing with Kiko Alonso. That's probably why they they traded him away. But you know, you look at it. I, I think it's a I think it's a good move uh, on both parties. Uh, Kiko Kiko just didn't work out, and and he's I think a better coverage linebacker. So getting so getting rid of uh, Kiko, as you see hear the dog there. But um, I think Kiko Alonso. Going to 49ers, I think it's okay. But you know, Quan coming back, I just I don't think it's uh I don't think it's a great move for the Saints. I think it's gonna hurt them, to be honest. The the linebacking core obviously will be faster, but I think Quan's just out of his gaps too much and it's it's gonna hurt them overall, in my opinion. We're back. <laughs> yeah. Uh that's so- the Jazzy made the podcast. She was going wild. Absolutely. But uh yeah, I I think I agree a lot of your points about Quan. Quan is a hell of a downhill player. I think we all know that from him, his time in Tampa. It's almost something like we say with uh, Devin White. It's more him and zones and, and pass coverage. So I think we all know what, what, what to attack in Quan. Mm. Plus, we, our specialty isn't running the ball, even though some 
some people think that's our strength. <laughs> well, yeah. I'll leave that. <laughs> I, yeah, I just I just think it's going to hurt the Saints more in the end because of you know Quan Alexander's contract. Um, I know they can. I think there's a way out of it. They can get out of Quan. You know, if they wanted to release him next year, they could without penalty. But uh, you know, Kiko again, he was injured too, so I understand why they moved him. But I I thought he was a better coverage linebacker. I thought he was a good cover guy. So not Ooh. maybe not Kiko Alonso. I oh, thought yeah, he was. Yeah. Good. I thought he was good at coverage. You know, he was a decent cover guy. Um, again, maybe not the best at getting downhill and playing the run. You know, they have Demario Davis for that. He he cleans up a lot. So, I mean, it, it could be good. It could be bad. But looking at it, I just feel like it's not going to work out for for the Saints. Here's a good question. C.J. Martin said, "Was it Rudd that Quan replaced?" I think it was someone before that. Or oh yeah, that. yeah. Quan Quan came way after yeah. uh, Barrett Rude. I'm just I'm trying to remember who the hell was it before. Uh, they had um, they had a lot of guys um after that I believe, because uh, I believe Rude left shortly after Gruden left. Um, they had guys like uh, uh, what's his name? The guy uh, Gino Hayes. They had yeah. him. They had uh, he was outside. Well, yeah, he was outside. And then I'm trying to remember who was. Oh, Mason Foster was the big dude. I think he was mainly the guy in the middle, Mason yeah, Foster. Yeah, the, yeah. Again, a Washington product, guys. Yeah. <laughs> the Bucks love Washington. I mean. Oh, yeah, they do. Geez. And yeah. we're just talking about Miles Gaskin. Plus, just trade for Miles Gaskin in our fantasy. I did. I did in fantasy. Little yeah. turd. <laughs> I mean, damn, Washington produces a lot of good players. But, again, guys, if you want, this is year-round we're going to be doing this crap. So, <laughs> this crap. But, like. So this buck stuff, yes, we're gonna be doing bucks coverage all throughout the year. It's not just in season game preview, game analysis. It's gonna be even in the off season. We're gonna be doing draft prospects. Whatever free agent we get, you're gonna see the same analysis like this. This is the obsessed stuff that we think about and talk about, text about all the time. We're gonna bring it to you. So why why just keep it to ourselves when we can bring it to all of you who have the questions just as much as we have questions, but we're gonna look at it, understand it, figure it out, and then spread it to you guys. So it, this is the cool family of a fan base we're trying to build just to get it out to you guys. Because we all should be educated fans and understand who we're getting. Same thing like what we did with uh, Steve McClendon. What, what were we getting? Were you, were you gonna expect a, a pass rusher? No, because we showed you all he did was run stuff. And what does he do great? Stuff the run. <laughs> yeah, but uh definitely. we'll keep going on raymond said what's this charge for 2000 um beer about me talking i, I don't know what the hell i charge for beer but <laughs> uh ronnie wilcox i still love kwan how did how did do his thing with his for a while all right yeah kwan was cool here for a while but it's he did still have pitfalls i mean I'm still amazed he got that massive contract from the 49ers. Is it funny that a year and a half later he's gone? Mm. It's like they, they were trying to get rid of the contract. Uh, yeah. Hardcore yeah, hero, think. right? Can we just talk about how we were on the brink of being a legitimate playoff contender with all the pieces finally coming together on defense? And then we add the GOAT on top of that. Incredible. Come on, let's touch on that. <laughs> hardcore hero yes we had all these pieces coming together youthfulness on defense that's something we talk about in our facebook group 
If you, it's it's down below in the link below. If you want, if you haven't yet, join down below. All this talk we're talking live. You're gonna talk with us, me, plus Raymond, uh, Robert Green's in there. Like we got a whole bunch of people in there, smart, like-minded football fans like you guys, Buck fans, that will chat this stuff up with you all the time. But yeah, deep, young defense, and then we add the goat plus go. Right. You you have to give credit to uh, Jason Light, and I know a lot of fans don't want to do that. You know, there's been a lot of you know, criticism with, with Jason and how he's, you know, operated and how he's built this team. But when you look at it, he's done really a good job of bringing in pieces for this defense and really fitting players to the scheme and, and really understanding how to, you know, put the, the players in there so the coaches can do what they want to do offensively, defensively, special teams. And, you know, I have to just you know, started off with a secondary, you know, the, the picks that he's had to the secondary over the years, uh, you look at it starting back, going back to 2016. I know Vernon Hargraves didn't work out, but then you look at, you know, you still have Ryan Smith on this team, uh, who's, you know, been a core special teamers. You go to 2017, you had Justin Evans. Ah, it's been unfortunate with injuries, but still a good player. Uh, and then 2018, I think was the big year where, you know, you added Carlton Davis. You added um, who's who's the other guy I'm missing? Carlton Davis and well, MJ I think that's Stewart. Him. MJ Stewart's in that draft, but he's gone now. Yeah, MJ Stewart. Yeah, it didn't work out. But then you go to 2019. He added Sean Murphy Bunting, Jamel Dean, Mike Hi, Edwards, and then this past year, you know, oh, adding and, uh, uh, Jordan Whitehead. It was in the Carlton Davis draft. Forgive me. That's who it was, Jordan yeah. Whitehead. That's who I was missing who's been really underrated. And then you look at, you know, Mike Edwards, you added Antoine Winfield. So right there, you have a secondary core that's under, you know, all of them are under age of 25, which is awesome. So they're going to be here for, you know, the next few years, definitely. Uh, then you look at, you know, the big pieces in the defense. You have Vita Vea, who's a big piece, Devin White. Um, and then you look at, you know, you still have Levante David and then just the free agencies, you know, free agents that he's been able to add uh, and, and Dominic and Sue, Shaq Barrett. Those are big pieces of the defense. William Golson still here on this team yeah. from 2013, which is awesome. Uh, Anthony Nelson, uh, Raheem Nunez Roches, and then just continue to add pieces, you know, here and there. Uh, and a defense that really fits what they want to do schematically. Uh, and then offensively, again, we've always had pieces. I think that is something that he built when, you know, the first couple of years, it was all about adding weapons, right, for Jameis Winston, correct? Weapons so, for Winston, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so adding, you know, a Mike Evans, and then later on adding a Chris Godwin, getting the offensive line pieces that you needed, and um, Ali Marpet, Donovan Smith. Uh, and then recently, you know, adding Tristan Wurz, you know, Alex Kappa, Ryan Jensen in free agency, finding the gems like Cameron Brait, uh, you know, all those things, adding OJ Howard, who is a, a big piece. And unfortunately he's been injury uh, bitten here lately, but so you really just have to credit him. And then, yeah, obviously going after the goat, you know, Tom Brady, we all talked about it. We're like, Oh, he's not going to be an option, but we're like, Oh, okay. It look, does look good. It looks possible because you look at this roster, it, it was ready to win. So bringing on that guy, that's just ex accelerated the process. And, and here we are, you know, an opportunity to go six and two in the first uh, eight games. So let me jump on that. So also someone said, don't forget about the trade for JPP. I mean, 
he's just gotten better as he's been longer here in the position. So mm-hmm. it's not like he was a GM prior to this. He was like a what head of scouting or head of some developmental player, or something. Yeah, player, player person, whatever it was. Yeah, player personnel. Yeah. So once you get the the keys to the to the the big nice fancy car, you're gonna learn how to drive this thing. So yes, his first year was terrible. He signed Anthony Collins. He signed Michael Johnson. He's like. Oh, it's gonna bring a, bring a bunch of bangles over here, and this is gonna really work out. Throw <laughs> him a bunch of money. So yes, it was wrong. Larry Smith may have guided that. You don't know, but either way, Jason Light signed him. Drafts uh, Jameis Winston. Either way, he started to learn what is going wrong. What 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 do I got to do? He starts drafting or drafting for guys that he knows he likes, mm. and, th- and then the scheme just didn't fit to what these guys could do. He drafted guys that could do a lot, and then. The scheme of the defensive coordinator or offensive coordinator were just trying to pigeonhole them to be what they wanted to do. Then he brings in Bruce Arians. It's almost like when he drafted Vita Vea, I was like, holy shit, that is a 3-4 guy. And we're still 4-3. I don't get this. Was he doing this for the future? I don't know. But Vita Vea is a prototypical nose tackle for a 3-4. And I, I, I vouch for him 100%. Over and over, if you guys listen to our podcast back in the day, we were fighting, banging the table for him over and over. Jason Light's done good. Yes, a lot of people talk about his taking Aguayo in the second round. Yeah, you learn from his mistakes. He already learned from Matt Gay, immediately got rid of him, and now we it's almost like, is there a kicking problem in Tampa or no? Because you haven't heard anything wrong. Hope I don't come back to, <laughs> to, to yell at myself because of that this game based off of last year but it's those the things he's learned slowly over time not to overspend in free agency be an opportunist in free agency don't overdo if someone wants to come here tell them you're, you're wanting to come here because of tom brady because we're winning because it's even so good he's playing like the big fish right now and he's doing it pretty damn well so he does i agree he deserves a lot of respect a lot of notoriety for it because he's built this team hmm. he's just signing guys just want to come over for one year Fournette, Antonio Brown who's the other guy uh LaShawn McCoy, LaShawn McCoy. like just so, a lot of, a lot of different you know personalities I mean making the trade for Steve McClendon you know so just understanding you know what he needs from this team opportunistic right there yeah, and I, I think the process has definitely improved. And I think that's that's the biggest thing, just the process of how he operates, um, how he goes after players, how he signs players to certain contracts. Um, just being, uh, you know, he could have easily signed Shaq Barrett to a big term, you know, big long-term deal this offseason, decided not to, you know, give him the franchise tag, let's play it out. You, and, and, and it looks like it's the right move right now. So yeah, imagine, imagine he could have gotten mm-hmm. close to $20 million. Right. And now he's not going to put up another 20 sack number. <laughs> uh, we don't think he will. It'll right. be more around 10, 12. That's a huge disparity right there. Mm-hmm. So what he could have broken the bank and now he could be giving him good money. Yes. More than he's ever made in his life. And his career as a, as a football player, but it won't be 20 million, <laughs> 20 sack type of numbers. So right. he's making a lot of good moves. I mean, and then what's the other guy, Mike Greenberg, it deserves mm. a lot. Our upper management has really been working as being the product to what is on the field right now. It's starting yeah, from the yep. top, we're going to way down. 
Definitely. I, I, and it, you know, going back to the process to, to wrap this up, but it's just like the, the scouts, the scouts and, you know, the front office are seeing eye to eye. The scouts are working well with the coaches. Coaches are working with the scouts. So it's just a better understanding of what they want in the draft and then also in free agency. So I think that's just helped overall. And it's making Jason Light look a lot better than he was, you know, when he first started out. Absolutely. So let's go back to the chat. G Vegas said, what up, guys? What's going on? He said, next offseason, a lot of players are going have swallowed some pride with the flat cap. That's something you mentioned earlier mm-hmm. today. And again, it, it's it's scary. I mean, a lot of the team could just change quickly. So I'll let you divulge on that really quick. I know I know that's next year. Mm-hmm. Do it really quick. Not as much as we talk about Jason Light, but I'll let you quickly right. touch on that. <laughs> yeah, I'll try not to ramble on, but <laughs> it, it, it's a fluid it's a fluid process. And you know, I always I always talk about that. Uh, the rosters are going to change every year i mean you see rosters change 50 percent all the time um so there's a lot of turnover uh, with a lot of teams and that's why you know everyone goes crazy about free agency everyone goes crazy about the draft uh so yeah there's definitely going to be change next year bucks have a lot of free agents uh so it'll be interesting to see how they you know manage uh their money obviously the big free agents are chris godwin levante david uh you have um shaq barrett you know, those are your big free agents right there in Dominic and Sue, just to name a few. So it, it, there's going to be change. It, it's coming. Yeah. And I think that's why they're trying to win this year. They're going for it. Yeah. And some people don't like the win now mentality. I think every year is a win now. I don't, I don't think people need to think of win now as in, oh, they don't need to be doing that. Everyone <laughs> needs to be doing that. You think, yeah, for sure. You think the Jets just want to lose? I know, I know. Upper, upper management's doing that, but the players themselves they don't want to lose. No. But you play to win the game. I know, I know. Herm Edwards said it, upset, but that's the truth. And it's the fact that he was a Jets coach when he said it too. But that's yeah. That's what is what is what does Bruce Arians say all the time? He's like, the goal is to win the the ring, and yeah. that's putting it. That's putting it, uh, you know, lightly. He's he adds some cuss words in there, but it, it's you know, it's go to it's go to win. You know, win the Super Bowl. That's the goal. Uh, you know, my quote from Moneyball, you know, you don't you don't buy players, you buy wins. That's what yeah. it's about, you know? It's true. I mean, we're going all out. Maybe it's for this year, but guess what? We can always reload another Bruce Arians quote <laughs> for next year and go at it again. Because guess what? You hope Tom still Brady's got- still here. You hope Gronk yeah, says, you know what? I don't want another damn quarterback to throw to. I'll take less. You hope all these guys still stay here. I mean, you can't expect Antonio Brown. You can't expect uh, Leonard Fournette. These guys that deserve bigger contracts to to stay, but mm-hmm. the the same core. I better believe we better keep Chris Godwin. But that's next year. Let's talk about the game at hand again. Raymond yeah. made a point, guys. Hit that like button down below. You haven't done it. There's a lot of people in here. There's nowhere near the amount of likes that we need. If you like mm-hmm. this content, make sure to hit a like button. If you want more Bucks content, Bucks vs Giants. Okay, let's talk about it. Now let's go. So, actually, let's go over to this little story from NFL.com. What to watch for in Bucks Giants Monday night football matchup. Biggest thing, will Brady stay in his bag? So there's talking about since week three, Brady's 15 to 1 touchdown ratio. You think that's going to stay in this game against a defense that the Giants, yeah, sometimes looks confused, but has been in the game most of the time? What do you think, Plus? Yeah, I, I think Tom will 
I think he'll play smart. Again, he he's he's on a roll right now. He's playing within himself. The offense, it seems like it's clicking. So I expect Tom to just do what he does and you know, take the check downs when they're there, you know, hit, you know, your passes down the field when there's opportunities. And he should be fine. Again, use that play action. That's all I ask. <laughs> okay, I think that's something okay. So a lot of y'all, if y'all are in here, please if you do join like the live streams or you talk to some of the media of Bucks fandom that have access to asking questions. I almost want every time Leftwich has a press conference to be asked about the play action. Every time. Because I'm tired of this piss poor answer of we're going to put our players in the best position to be successful, to be successful, to be in position. I, I can't stand that so generic, pathetic answer. And then he'll even blatantly say, I don't look at that. I just put us in a position to be successful. If you're not looking at what your play action records are, like how good you are at play action, how effective it is, then you're not being successful. You're not being, you're not putting your players in position to be successful. Someone needs to talk to this dude about what play action does for this team. I don't care if your running game's not working. He's like, oh, we're trying to establish a run. Yeah, we're trying to, I don't, <laughs> literally you don't need the run to be successful with a play action. We've covered that multiple times. I hope, you guys understand what we feel about this. It is ridiculous. And for him to say this over and over, I want to ask every week. I want him to get upset. Like Cutter upset about how many times they ask him. Because it's ridiculous. Like to, if you keep saying you don't think it matters, you're wrong. <laughs> you're so dead wrong. So, hey, I, I, we're probably going to find ways to bring up his specific press conferences just to talk about them during the week. We'll find ways. So that's one thing. Play action works, especially on a team that is loaded with four wide receiver sets, tight ends all across the field. If you just give the illusion of a run, the linebackers have to wait a half second. Gronk's open. He's already wide open. Cam Brate's wide open. Scotty Miller's wide open. So yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry to go on a, on a rambit. Oh, uh, no, you're fine. The only thing I'll add to that is, you know, establish the run is is the three worst words you can say in football right now. It, it's it's just pointless. Like it doesn't it doesn't do anything uh, to help you. What it does is it puts you behind uh, if you if you try to do that. Play action and, and go score, score points. That's what wins games, right? So go attack the defense early and often with play action passing, and get yourself a lead. Then you can continue to attack in different ways and and run you know run the football at that point but yeah to answer if we look at this again yeah another week another tough d for jones i fully agree with that 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 you know this bucks defense <laughs> i think is gonna be just chomping at the bit they're gonna be really hungry you know that's an old raheem morris quote but they're wow. gonna be they're gonna be hungry to really attack daniel wow. jones and come after him so 20 sacks yeah, Turnover not good. QB will likely find himself using his legs more than usual. So again, something we mentioned. So 20 sacks, rookie left tackle. Their left guard is not going to be playing because of COVID, correct? Correct. I said the word. YouTube, do what you do. <laughs> the thing is, we can just cause so much pressure, especially in the A-gaps. If your best guard, your best, to me, offensive lineman you guys got, isn't there to help that left tackle that's a rookie, Andrew Thomas out of Georgia, attack that left side. 
leave no doubt. <laughs> so mm-hmm. nonstop, get give that that linebacker defensive lineman stunt that you like to give. Disgusting. Just keep continue to do it. We we put it in the in the film study. If you guys saw it, attack, attack, attack. I mean, make a turnover prone quarterback be who he is. And I, I honestly don't think he is. I think it's just more the situation he's in. Yeah. But, and then to add to the fact JPP is uber motiv- motivated, like they're saying here. Oh, yeah. So yeah, he's super. He was hyped up during his press conferences. But... Oh, man. He was all jacked up. But he, he's ready. He's ready to take uh, some heads off tonight. So it'll, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting for Andrew Thomas, for wow. sure. So this is great. I'm sorry if I pronounced this name wrong. Alariza Sabaha, watching from Iran. Go Bucks! That's awesome. Wow. Dedication wonder, right there. If you don't mind, tell me what time it is over there. I mean, eight here. I, I want to know what time it is over there. Just almost eight here, so we're we're getting closer to the game. Uh, let's keep going down the line. Raymond said Wirfs is the highest rated right tackle in the NFL. Highest rated rookie or the right tackle in general. I want to know that. I think it's a rookie, but I mean, he could be the highest rated right tackle. He's playing outstanding. Uh, he's been awesome this year. So, yeah. So then yeah. Jordan Durr said it's windy as heck in New Jersey right now. Been that way all day. We might have to establish the run today. Mm. Okay. We still can do it. Oh, well, Raymond said overall, Worfs is the highest rated right tackle. Is that, is that with PFF or is that what, what rating is that? A probably lot of questions. P- I'm sorry. That's <laughs> <laughs> probably PFF. But probably, that, probably. That's, that's a great stat. And then, so so a lot of people were asking about Justin Evans. Uh, mm-hmm. What do we think about him? Do you think is he ever going to see the field again? Is he done for his career? Stuff we can't really fully answer, but what do you think? Dude's a, dude's a ghost. Like, just don't hear about him. Uh, I heard, like, recently he was running. And I know BA talked about, you know, looking better. But I just I don't think he's got a chance coming back this season. Really? Yeah, just the the way that the the defense is playing right now, the way the chemistry is working, you know, with the safety group, I just I don't think they'll risk it. Um, and dude hasn't played football in a long time, yeah. so it'd be hard to come back. Uh, but there's always is, hope. Is he, even, <laughs> is he even practicing too? Like, like yeah, let's get know. to practice first before we talk just about he, he's gonna Yeah, play. I just heard it. Yeah. <laughs> I, we're talking about practice, but <sighs> I just heard, I just heard he was running. That was about it. I mean, I hope so. Cause that dude is a true center field safety. He, Tremendous he, talent. He is. And it's, yeah. it's sad to see, especially with, what happened to Kendall Beck Beckwith? So uh, I missed that guy too. Another, he was so good. He was ah. so good. He was so good. He was on his way to being really good. Him and like, could you just imagine like him, Devin White, uh Monte. Well, I don't even know if they would have drafted Devin White if Beckwith yeah. was healthy, but just imagine like just the man. Because he'd be great. He'd be great in this three four defense. Like he would be Absolutely. awesome. Yeah, because he bigger... could, he he was smart. Like he could cover. I mean, and he could blitz like hell. He could pass rush. Dude had it all. Like he was, he was getting double digit tackles. Like it was no yeah. one's business. Like every right. week, it was mm-hmm. just, what the hell was this guy doing? Yeah, clogging gaps. Like he was just a smart, sound football player, and that's what you want. 
Uh, last point in this story, how will Tampa Bay's pecking order look like with A.B. era? So we're talking Antonio Brown. We've touched on it, I guess, in our film study, but they're mentioning how Mike Evans, Gronkowski, Scotty Miller, four starts, Ronald Jones, Chris Godwin's been hurt. Where is A.B. going to look like? What, what, what is he going to do? Is he going to be top two wide receiver? Is he going to just get in where he can fit in? What do you think? Yeah, I think, you know, we talked, we touched on in the film study. I think they're going to use him in multiple ways, you know, and use him, uh, you know, put him in position to, to make plays, but also be that guy that, you know, takes attention away from defenses and it opens guys up like Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. So they're, they're going to be fine. And Tom Brady is not going to force the football. He's going to find the open guy with an Antonio Brown out there. There's just going to be more open guys. So that's good news for the Buccaneers, uh, you know, defenses are going to have a tough time, especially scheming against four wide receiver sets that I think we will see. And when you have, you know, third corner, fourth corner out there on the field, you're going to find ways to attack those guys because they're not as good as your, you know, your top corners. So it's going to be fun. That's all I'm going to say. It's going to be a lot of fun. I I think it will have success. Hands down, it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, we showed you what, Brady has a connection with Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown saw Tony Robbins. Obviously, he's going to help him with his head mental game. Uh, he's living with Tom Brady. If you don't think there's a connection enough, he's going to tell him what plays he likes, mm-hmm. situations he would like to throw him the ball in. They're going to be clicking like this. If you don't think that's dedication, how else? Could, what, what are you going to want to do? Sleep in his damn bed? Like it's. <laughs> but Giselle's saying, "Oh, fine, just bring this dude in." Just who cares? Yeah. They got a big enough house, I'm sure. There's a guest room, so they'll be fine. But it's sure Antonio Brown's like all on, on like the other side of the house, right? He's like, I don't want him next to me. You serious? <laughs> I don't care if he's seen Tony Robbins. He ain't yeah. sleeping within 150 yards of our bed. <laughs> well, but, but I mean, it's this dude. Yeah, and then there's the stories of oh, they're they're so shocked of how in shape he is. I'm not even going to pull up that story. It's mm-hmm. the dude's a professional athlete. Obviously he, his job is to stay in shape. If my job was just to work out 24 seven to wait for Tom Brady to call me. Okay. I would do it. Mm-hmm. If it gave me the possibility of making millions a year. Hell yeah. Hit me. Yeah. I sit on right. my butt and just work out. Go ahead. But, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it can be scary. This is easily the most weapons that Tom Brady's ever had. I don't care about any Patriots team. It is. I mean, he mm-hmm. doesn't have to wait long to get rid of the ball. Whatever safety's going to shade over to one side, the other side should be easily attacked. Not even a question. Don't ever force a ball. Just win. That's how easy, easy this game could be for Tom Brady right now. At 43 years old, could potentially go really far into the playoffs. Hopefully where we want to go. Well, any any more to touch on that before I go to the next? No, question? no, nailed it. Uh, is Evans healthy? What percentage do you think he's playing at tonight in terms of health? Talking Mike Evans. I would say 95 percent. I think he's very close to being a hundred percent. Obviously, good news. He's off the injury report, so that's why I feel like he's going to have a good game tonight. I agree. Again, guys, if you're in the chat, hit that like button down below. And with that said, let's keep going. So, Stephen Manella, another guy that's new to the chat. Good to see you here. He says, is the Bucks practice open to the public to see if Evans looks healthy? 
It is not open. No. COVID, I mean, sometimes not even media can get into there. Right. So, I mean, especially with the uptick in, in cases, I guarantee they're going to be even more protective. And then the one staff guy that got it, Bucks are even lock it down is probably what they're going to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, no, there's no way to tell. It's just based off of what we hear. And the last thing you heard on even Justin Evans was, oh, talk to Jesus. <laughs> That's our source. So it's pretty crazy. Uh, let's see. Art of Free Speech said, at Bo Davis, talking to someone in the chat, Mike Edwards, though short on snaps to be in the overall conversation, is the highest rated safety if you take off the, the minimum snaps button. Hmm. So I guess, yeah, let's give Mike Edwards some notoriety. What do you think of Mike Edwards as of late? I mean, he has already two interceptions, one deflection, the cause interception. What do you think of him? He's playing much, much better than he did last year. And he came on strong towards the end of the end of the year last year. And now he's just playing much smarter. Like you can see the instincts are coming in. Uh, he's tackling a lot better, taking better angles. I mean, when he's in there, he's making plays. So dude's playing really good. I like that. He's just, he's just taking advantage of his opportunities. Uh, and you know, you could make a case that he could, he should be on the field, maybe more full time. You could maybe slot, you know, maybe take, um, you know, Antoine Winfield more than nickel, and you know, maybe uh, let Sean Murphy Bunting, you know, play a more specific role instead of doing everything. So, but Edwards is is playing great, and I like that they're using the more you know three safety looks and stuff like that. Yeah, so I agree, Mike. Mike Edwards, he was a heady player in Kentucky. I think based off of limited snaps last year and just coming off that hamstring injury he had in, in uh training camp last year too. It's just mental reps is another thing as opposed to actual physical reps. I mean, it's a big difference. It's one thing to, to say, how are you going to push on someone to, to read a route in a damn notepad or an iPad, as opposed to actually seeing them run right at you and feeling the pressure of, Oh, holy crap. The whole stands are looking at me. He's adapting very well. Playing like a pro, he's reading, reacting great. It's it's great when you see Oakland Raiders fans get mad that they seemed like he hit the guy that caused that interception. <laughs> it's playing good ball. It's playing good football. So I hope he gets more Giants fans mad at him. Hopefully, uh, but let's keep going. Edwards has a ninety four point five overall rating by PFF. Jeez, Art of Free Speech said that. That's really good. Wow. I guess yeah, that limited snaps button. Take it off. Uh, and a third interception that was called back. Yeah. Damn, Art of Free Speech. You love Mike Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's good. He is good in limited opportunities. And that's what that's what Tom Brady talks about. Once you get your opportunity, make it known that they can't take you off the field. So mm-hmm. we've been saying this. We think the future of the Bucks' safety secondary is Mike Edwards and Antoine Winfield. They're ball hawks. They both can play close. They're, they they're just do it all safeties. I mean, I love Whitehead, don't get me wrong, but that room's very crowded. Yeah. <laughs> Let's put it that way. And, and Whitehead's, you know, unfortunately a little limited as a player. I mean, he's yeah. great inside the box. He can blitz like crazy. Short area of the field, he's awesome. But when you ask him to do, like, deep coverage, that's where he struggles. He struggles to find the football. Um, and it could get, you know, worrisome. But, yeah, I agree with that. I think that's definitely your future at that position. It's a, it's very bright. Yeah. <laughs> very- Future. Extremely. And then, shit, I mean, Jason Light can hit a home run with another fourth round of safety next year. You never know. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> is this good? <laughs> uh, so this is a kind of a question that goes together. So Bo Davis said, 
Jamel Dean is the number two rated cornerback in the league in the league according to Player Football Focus. But also, where is this? G Vegas says, do you expect tonight to be the last chance SMB gets for outside duties? Let me touch on that. Okay. So Jamal Dean, yeah, is really highly rated because he primarily plays outside. We touched on this earlier. SMB doesn't do really outside unless they only have two wide receivers on the field. One time he's at, if there, it's if ever three wide receiver sets, he's falling into nickel because he can do so much more. So it's kind of hard to say he's, this is his last chance. SMB, to me, if you see, if you saw our film study of him from last year, he's a good cover corner. They're asking him to do a lot in the slot or in the nickel position. You're asked to do so much more. You're asked to blitz. You're asked to fade back in the flats. You're asked to fly back to deep secondary to cover as a third safety. He's being asked to do a lot in this position. Hopefully they limit what they he has to do so he actually understands what it what it is. He's a good player. Don't don't act like he's subpar just yet. I mean he is he's better than MJ Stewart, I'll say that. So mm-hmm. I think just Jamel Dean's fitting the position he needs to do, and he's only being asked to cover one side of the field. Stay on one guy, just do it. It's a lot easier for his position than it is what SMB is being asked to do. Blitz at one time. Go back the other. Stay in this zone. Oh, if these guys two cross, go over here. So it's a lot more difficult for what he's being asked to do. To me. Hope that answered the question. Plus, expand on it. Nothing more to add. Next question. <laughs> really? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you're you're in nickel 70% of the time. So really, Sean Murphy bunting snaps don't really... They don't come on the outside. So like Mark said, he's he's inside mainly, and it's a lot to ask. Yeah. I mean, especially second-year pro. I mean, I was hoping he was going to have a, a ball-out season. Maybe the hamstring's ha- hindering him a little bit, but we'll we'll find out. I think he's still going to do well. Mm-hmm. You, you said he's going to get the first inter- turnover today. <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel confident. Right? So Art of Free Speech says, yeah, he likes Mike Edwards that much. He should be starting over Whitehead. Damn. Mm-hmm. I think for the future, but right now – Keep doing that rotation because it's working. Mm-hmm. Uh, la, 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 la. Let's keep. We're getting close to that time. It's eight oh seven right now. Raymond has some input. Says Antoine Winfield Jr. can play in the box, but he's better as a center field safety. I say agree with that. That's why Whitehead is the starting strong safety. He's better in the box than the rest. Golf clap. Touché. I agree. Touche. Right. It's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, we may very well see Jamel Dean. Star outside cornerback this week, SMB starting the nickel slot or free speech. But you're right. I mean, if it's a nickel dime or nickel dime position, SMB is always going to go inside. Jamel Dean's always been outside. The one, if you watch our Jamel Dean film study, I wish I could have put all these in there. Jamel <laughs> Dean, when he's in the nickel position, is terrible. That shit crazy terrible. <laughs> the Seahawks abused him left and right. You wonder why they, he looked so bad that one game, and then he looked totally different against the Cardinals because they used him the way he's meant to be used. Do the same thing with SMB. That's all I'm saying. So you can't look at it pigeonholed. Oh, that guy sucks, trash. If they try to pigeonhole Dean to be a, a nickel corner, he'd be out of the league. <laughs> he'd be M- MJ Stewart right now. So I. <laughs> You guys got to kind of see what they're making the guys do. You can't can't get mad at 
production when it's not there because they're not getting the ball thrown towards them or they're just being asked to do one too many things at one time. Uh, la, 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 la. Whitehead is a better in the box safety. I agree. Let's get it, fam. No starting even with two quarterbacks and base coverage. Arians hinted at keeping him at just one position. Yeah, I agree with you. And But that's the thing. So it's like we we down people if we really see them failing over and over and over again. <laughs> so that's when we'll talk trash to someone. If if I see he's being asked to do so many damn things, but he excels at one thing really well and you're not doing it with him. Like Byron Leftwich, not calling play action. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk trash <laughs> to you. Yeah. Some of our players, like Shaq Barrett, not covering the flats. Even though he's great rushing the passer, if they're asking you to do one damn thing besides rush the passer, do it. Mm-hmm. So I will talk trash if it's deserved, deserved deservedly so. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> <laughs> other than that, I mean, mm-hmm. damn. Uh, do you guys see anything to help with interior pass rush or will the blitz make up for it? Let's make that and maybe one other question, then we'll go. All right. Yeah. And I talked about this last week. Interior pass rush, I think, is something that definitely needs to be better. Uh, again, with the loss of Vita Vea, that definitely hurts. But the Bucks are always going to be creative. And obviously, you know, with the linebackers that they have, they can definitely get up the middle with those blitzes and the A gaps. And you have guys that are, you know, your down linemen that can hold guys up and, and free that space. So I think that's where they're going to operate. Um, hopefully, we see JPP more inside you know, in this game, give him more opportunities to rush from the interior position because I think that's where he wins. So, yeah, I mean, that is something definitely they need to work on. Make sure they contain that pocket, uh, get that push up the middle for sure. I agree, I, I agree with that. Utilizing players to their advantage or in the left, which say to be successful. Mm. But still, it's I've said it over and over again. Keep using that A-gap blitz. I mean, Devin White using what he does best. Not the best in dropping 35 yards deep, but to pass uh, to cover Henry Ruggs, he's better to yeah. blitz. He's zone blitz all day. Use SMB with zone blitzes. He's a phenomenal coverage corner in zone blitzes, using what he is best at. So, again, this is stuff where we see over and over in, in film. So, we're just trying to bring it to you. So, don't think that we're just disagreeing. We're just show, telling you what we see. Uh, let's keep going. One last question. This is another new new name, Kieran Fitzgerald. He said, what's your thoughts on Tyler Johnson? Will he take Godwin reps? Can I take this one real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Real quick, I think he's very good in run blocking as well. You saw that from our offensive film study from the Raiders game. Mm-hmm. He's brought out Fournette, should have gotten a touchdown on that one run play. In this game, sure, let him do it. But the thing is, once Chris Godwin comes back in, and that's what it is. So let Tyler Johnson show what he can do. Just to build confidence with Tom Brady, the, the continuity of Tom Brady, this system, this coherency, I guess you'll say. But what do you think? Yeah, I agree with that. I think Tyler's game is very similar to Chris Godwin. I think that's why they drafted Tyler Johnson to have a guy like that, um, that you know can be groomed and maybe potentially replace Chris Godwin at, at a later time uh, going forward, maybe. Uh, so <laughs> I hope, I hope not either, but Tyler's got a lot of, a lot of good skills in his game. Great route runner, a guy that can find ways to get open, maybe not as athletic as Chris Godwin, but he can just make plays and, uh, really good hands. So yeah, I hope he gets good opportunities tonight. I think he will. He'll have a good matchup for sure. Yeah. I mean, with that said, guys, that's going to be calling it for us. It's already eight 13 bucks games and start in like two game, two minutes. 
So uh, Raymond was asking if there's going to be a post live cast tomorrow night. I highly doubt it. It's family time. I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if Plus can do it. But yeah. uh, no, that, what we'll do is we'll probably uh, recap the game in our film study. So yeah. just be on the lookout for that. We'll talk a lot about it. Um, and then we'll also have a preview coming out for the Saints. So, um, but yeah, I, I hope you guys enjoyed this. And as always, you know, go Bucks. We're we're excited and let's get yeah. that W. Get to six and two. Yeah, if guys, if you're still here, hit that like button for us. If you still want to talk trash, talk whatever you want to talk, join our Facebook group down below. Click link, click it, join. We'll always accept you. We'll talk it up. And on Twitter, our Twitter's down there too. Like we're gonna be live tweeting the whole damn game. Especially if we're pissed off. <laughs> but other than that, guys, I hope you enjoyed the show. You guys make it. You bring the questions. You do all of it for us. This is why we kind of like dive into it so much. Thank other you that, so guys, much. Yep. Yeah, thank you very, very much. Other than that, enjoy the Bucks game. Hope we come out on top. And as always, go Bucks. Go Bucks. Cheers.